This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pipe. I'm your host, Eric, and today's game will be pitting Benchwarmer team of Matt and Dan versus Benchwarmer Scott and newcomer Sam. Uh, welcome to the bench, Sam. Why don't you take a minute, let us know uh, a little bit about yourself, um, teams you root for, anything else you'd like to share. Cool. My name is Sam Mitchell from Jacksonville, Florida. I pull, unfortunately, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Auburn Tigers, who are both going to lose their coaches, if not already. So it's, it's a long year. It's May 2020, this much longer, sadly. But that's where we go. So only room for improvement for me. The Jaguars are due. I mean, right? <laughs> we say that every year. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Let's hope. Adam Gase is available next year, I bet. Uh, dude, he might not be. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be. <laughs> I think he's getting a, an extension. <laughs> All right, Scott, how are you guys doing? Or how are you doing today? And uh, after that, let me know what your team's going to be. Team name's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, imagine my disappointment when I thought I was playing with former Timberwolf Sam Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, get on the Zoom meeting and see that it wasn't. But uh, either way, I think we're going to have a, a fun game here. Um, as far as team name concerns, uh, Sam roots for the Jags and for Auburn. So I was trying to think of players that have maybe played for both. Uh, I was thinking of, like Sid Derek Marks. I think maybe Quentin Groves at one point might have been a Jag. But uh, ultimately, to sort of honor what the Jags are hopefully doing this year, we're going to go with the team name of Tanking for a quarterback. <laughs> okay. And Matt and Dan, how are you guys doing today? It's been a long day, Eric. It's been a long day. It was one of those days where, like, the entire universe decided that it was going to be a good day to mess with me. And uh, and they did. Over and over and over again. So uh, I've had a really long one but i had a good night tonight we played some trivia with my uh with my kids and my wife tonight and it was it was it was a blast so i'm ready to ready to play tonight uh the universe is not done with you yet for today no. <laughs> <laughs> all right man how you doing <laughs> i'm doing great man surprisingly the amount of stress that i've had in my life over the past week and coming up this next week is always abated by a fantastic beer which I see that uh, fellow uh, benchwarmers are drinking a beer tonight. So I'm going to tell you about my beer, and I want to know what you guys are drinking. I'm drinking New Glarus Moon Man tonight because in an effort to get my house out of uh, booze and stuff like that, I am drinking everything that's at the back of the fridge that has been sitting there for a year and a half. So, uh, yeah, so New Glarus Moon Man for me tonight. What are you drinking there in your 12 days of Christmas, Eric? Yeah, so it was this uh, local beer reserve, Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve, um, did a 12 days of beer miss thing, and I'm on day two, and I, I'm hoping for day one back because I did. I when you open it up and you just read what it's called and you don't read if it's a beer or not, and it's not. So when I'm drinking something, I'm like, oh, that's not beer, um, and there's nutmeg in it. Uh, yeah, no. Beer. It's it's oh. eggnog. It it's was a, really it's strange. It's a cider. It, it that's what I, when I first took a sip, I'm like, is this like. What what? But yeah, um, hopefully tomorrow's better. Um, yeah, crazy. And Dan, what do you got? I have a Sarnak caramel porter, and it's delicious. Sarnak? That sounds like some sort of evil beast that's in a in a cave somewhere that we have to go defeat in order to win the princess or something. 
It's from a. It's actually there's a start like pit in Star Wars. No, oh, there you go. I was close. This is this is actually from Utica, New York. So in between Scott and I, yeah, between the two of you. Oh, there you go. Uh, and I have a, a sparkling fruit punch. Oh, uh, from Walmart. <laughs> Sounds very refreshing. There's no vodka in that. I've not heard of that brewery, Walmart. What is that? Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a local. It's a, a micro. It's a micro. We only have we only have it here, you guys. You, you wouldn't know of it. Sam, you don't got anything there. You don't have any. No, somebody, somebody's going to drive us all home later tonight. So <laughs> all right, it'll be. I'll take that for the team. All right. Well, then our team name, um, as I've stated on the podcast before, for a couple of years, I worked for the Timberwolves, and actually, I have a story about Sam Mitchell. But now that I rethink it, it really wasn't all that entertaining. The story is basically just him calling me a jerk. It's like most of your stories. What's that? Oh, it's like most of your stories then. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all I did was ask him what changed in the defense that a team was playing that got him open for like 24 points in uh, the first half of a game. And he said, well, you know, basically it was his talent. I wanted to say, <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he shot me down real quick and I knew my place. So I shut up. But then I will tell you the story real quick. And this is how we get to our team name is that Dean Garrett was a center that played for the Timberwolves for a handful of years uh, after he took some time off after University of Indiana. And uh, Dean Garrett enjoyed um, uh, going on natural in the clubhouse, in the locker room. He, like the other guys, liked to go in the other room and do their changing after their showers before they come out and see the press. And not Dean. Uh, Dean enjoyed sitting around, um, just kind of showing off to the world. So, uh, and uh, Dean was... Uh, Let's just say our team name is... Dean Garrett's pet python. Yes, that's a great one. Thank you, Dan. <sighs> <sighs> I love that sigh. <laughs> now on to the rules. <laughs> We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, it's time for the tailgate. So what I'm doing is everybody will take turns. You will have 45 seconds to answer eight questions. If you don't know the answer, you can pass and we will come back back to it at the end if there is time left. All right. So we'll start with Sam since you're the guest. I will spin a randomized wheel and you're going to get a number one through four. All right. And that will determine what group of eight questions you get. Oh, cool. Okay. What sweet, fresh hell is this? <laughs> I like it. I just don't know what these questions are going to be. Hopefully they're actual tailgate questions. Well, they're going to be super easy ones because in 45 seconds, you're at eight questions. They got to be pretty easy. These are very easy questions. These are, yes, there's no, like beyond easy. Like just don't worry about it. Things aren't easy to grab out of the Mind Palace. You know this, right? I, <laughs> Mind Palace Mind Palace is closed for renovations today. Yeah, it is. You're getting it's getting bombed for, you know, spiders or something. I don't know. How many uh, how many points for a piece? So that's this is how we're going to do it. All right? If you get between you and your teammate 15 to 11 correct, that will be 30 points. If you get 10 to 6 correct, that will be 
20 points. If you get, you know, zero to four correct, that's 10 points. If you get all 16, you get a bonus 10 points. So you can get a little extra points. Matt, I'm not, I'm not uh, feeling too good about this. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do really badly in this, Dan. It's okay. That's fine. And Sam, you are getting group one. Terrified. All right. <laughs> Trust me. Don't, don't overthink it. It's nice and easy. So I just yelled out. Yep. Okay. I'll keep track of how many you get correct. You get one answer. Like if you answer it, that's the question's done. Okay. If you don't, like I said, if you don't know it, pass. And then we'll come back to it. Here we go. And when, the, you know, your time's up when you hear the, a duck. Just so you know. Here we go. And the timer starts now. Who owns the Dallas Mavericks? Mark Cuban. Name a baseball team from Pennsylvania. The Pirates. Name two current NHL teams not in their original city. The Las Vegas Golden Knights and the um, Florida Panthers. What nationality is Robert Lewandowski? Uh, German. Who won the first WNBA championship? Oh, the Comets, Houston Comets. What country hosted the last Winter Olympics? South Korea. What state hosts the Masters? Georgia. There's a duck. Time's up. Nice job, Sam. Good job, Sam. Who is that guy? I've never even heard of that guy. Robert Lewandowski? You got to go back and listen to some old episodes. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a Polish striker. Oh, I was Pl- close. Plays for Bayern Munich, though. So. Okay. So you had the German part there. You got through seven questions. You got five correct. All right. The ones you missed were two NHL teams, not in their original city. It was either the Avalanche, the Jets, Hurricanes, Coyotes, Stars, Devils, or Flames. I misunderstood that question. Okay. All right. And then the last question we didn't get to, the movie Mystery Alaska features what sport? Hockey. There you go. Rangers. All right. All right. That brings us to Dan or Matt. Who wants to go first? You want me to go, Dan? Maybe I should go so you know what you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Spin the wheel. And Dan is getting question group four. Dan, you ready? Sure. All right. Clock starts now. Who owns the Los Angeles Los Angeles Clippers? Oh, that's uh um oh pass. Go. Name two baseball teams from Texas. Rangers and the Astros. Name two basketball teams in the current Big East. Um, Seton Hall and um Creighton. What nationality is Sergei Fedorov? Russian. Who won the last WNBA championship? The uh, Seattle Storm. Who will host the next Winter Olympics? Uh, Japan. And all right. Dan, you got through six questions, getting four correct. It's China, right? It's China. Yeah, Beijing. Question one that you missed on was Steve Ballmer. Ballmer, I could not remember his name. All right. Final two questions were what state hosts the College World Series? That's um, Nebraska. The movie Undefeated features what sport? Undefeated? Boxing? Football. I, I have not seen that. So four. So right now they have four. You guys have five. All right. Let's move on to Scott. All right. So group two and three are left. And Scott, you're going to get group. 
three. Who owns the New England Patriots? Robert Kraft. Name two baseball teams from Illinois. White Sox and the Cubs. All right. Name two football teams in the ACC. Clemson and Virginia Tech. What nationality is Bjorn Borg? Uh, German. Who won the last Premier League title? Pass. What, who will host the next Summer Olympics? Buffalo, New York. What state hosts the Little League World Series? Rhode Island. The movie Rush features what sport? Uh, NASCAR racing. Time's up before you gave me that answer. Doesn't matter. It wasn't right. Did I get Robert Kraft? Scott, you, you did great <laughs> in the beginning. You, you went three for three and then you fell apart. Um, you got through all eight questions. Um, you missed Bjorn Borg, who is Swedish. Swedish, yeah. Liverpool won the last Premier League title. It's right above his shoulder there. <laughs> Tokyo will host the next summer games. They should have this year, but they will do it next year, at least try to. Um, Pennsylvania hosts the Little League World Series and auto racing for the movie Rush. It's specifically not NASCAR. It's uh, F1, I believe. Yes. I just, I just, I was looking at Dan's hat and it says NASCAR, so I just said NASCAR. We are going to finish this up with Matt. Unfortunately. Group two. And away we go. Who owns the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, Jerry Jones. Name a baseball team from Ohio. Uh, Cincinnati Reds. Name two MLS teams. Uh, the Minnesota Loons or whatever, United, uh, and then the LA Galaxy. What nationality is Gary Player? Uh, South African. Who won the last Stanley Cup? Uh, uh, Tampa. Who hosted the last Summer Olympics? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Brazil. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, in Brazil. Who's, what state hosts the Belmont Stakes? New York. No, no, no. Maryland. The movie McFarlane USA times. <laughs> you had it, Matt, and then you switched it. It's New York. So how many did I get? All right. You got six out of the eight. What? You were doing great. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, nice, nice work. Hey, look at that. Yeah, you missed. Uh, you didn't get to the last one. You had New York, but you switched yeah. it. What was the last question? Last question is the movie McFarland USA features what sport? Hockey? Cross country. There you go. Yeah. Cross country racing. Tanking for a QB gets 20 points, answering eight questions correct. And Dean Garrett's Pet Python also gets 20 points, answering 10 questions correct. I liked it. Why do I keep drinking this? <laughs> oh my God. Maybe the nutmeg would go away and it's not. It's here to stay. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game. 
pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Green post game question one. Georgia running back that proved any running back can rush for 1,000 yards in Denver in the late 90s, early 2000s, who was the second best player to play basketball for the Ohio Bobcats. I'm told he was the Shaq of the Mac. Do we got it there, Dan? Yeah, we can check in. Okay. Um, Pet Python's checked in. Taking for a QB. You guys can discuss. Uh, Sam, I mean, I, the obvious answer for the, the running back one is Terrell Davis. Yeah. But the way he worded it proved any running back can do it. Makes me believe that it's someone that wasn't very talented. Did Garrison Hurst ever play for Denver? Not that I remember. They had a lot of guys that were running for a thousand yards back then. Orlando's Gary did it. Yeah. It could be him because Gary is, you know, first name. Okay. Mike Anderson ran for a thousand yards around that time with them. Yeah. But I even so with that, Gary, the shack of the Mac. <laughs> I have no idea who that who that is. Gary Trent, former Timberwolf. I I'm cool with that. I, I'm just trying to think of yeah, Ohio. I mean, you know, it's obviously not a pillar in college basketball. Yeah, and, it, and he's not even – he's the second best. I couldn't tell you the first best. C.J. Cooper. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. So you're good with Olandis Gary Trent? Yeah. All right, we're going to check in with Olandis Gary Trent. All right, and Dean Garrett's pet python, what was your answer? Is there anything we need to say? You guys got it. You walked into it it's uh Orlando's gary trent both teams get both teams getting their points there uh trent um was good but just not to the level of a player that shares a name with a character from full house dj cooper question two michigan state quarterback drafted by the raiders most recently a member of the houston roughnecks and a running back who played most of his career in Canada, but was a two-time afl rushing champion and the 1962 afl mvp why do I have the feeling we're moving into DJ Cooper territory on this question? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is no. I mean, he won the Russian championship twice. All right, we're checking in. Tanking for a QB has checked in. Um, Pet Python, talk it out, please. What is there to talk out? And I, I've got nothing on. I got nothing either way on this one. Yeah, I've I've totally forgotten what the first part was even, so I don't even. <laughs> I was really proud of this question too, and you guys just crapping all over it. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to say something like Cindy Lou Hoover McFarland or something. I don't know. I was gonna say something like my all-time favorite uh, Byron Scott Grimes. No. Nice. How about? Uh, you you've got a uh, you've got a favorite footballer from Poland on your team. I have mm-hmm. a favorite footballer from Poland on my team. We could do uh, Jan Bednarek Eid. There you go. We're gonna check in with Jan ben- Bednarek Eid. And thank you for a QB. Your answer, please. Uh, so we went strong on the Connor Cook got drafted by Raiders, but then we had no idea 
after that. So we're checking in with Connor Cookie Monster is what we're going with here. Close. <laughs> the fact that you just said close when they said Cookie Monster. <laughs> close. Makes me question the validity of this question, but go ahead. <laughs> so no team's getting points. Shocker. What? Um, the correct answer is Connor Cookie Gilchrist. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'll cover anybody. I'll cover anybody's uh, fee if they want to say it. Really? Yeah. Never heard of him. It's a sports trivia podcast, right? Okay. Question three. <laughs> You're off to a roaring start this today. Is, it's <laughs> going to get better. That's <laughs> what happens Can't when you fill worse, in for somebody. <laughs> Cookie Goker. <laughs> Sounds like a civil rights activist from the 60s. Yeah, he probably was. <laughs> well, I'm going to just take a swig of this nutmeg. <laughs> uh, apples and eggnog. That's a, that, You know, somebody was probably sitting around, you know what eggnog's missing? Apples. You know what this game's missing? People we've heard of. Oh, it's, we're getting there. <laughs> this, this question is filled with people you've heard of. Question three. Buckeye wide receiver who caught passes from Rick Meyer, Warren Moon, John Kitna, Randall Cunningham, Quincy Carter, Ryan Leaf, Brian Greasy, Jeff Garcia, Tom Brady, and Donovan McNabb, and was the 1991 NFL Coach of the Year while with the Lions. Oh, 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 how about... Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Does that fit? Yes. All right, We'll, we'll, we'll check in. Dean Garrett's pet python has checked in, um, tanking for QB. You guys can talk it out. I'm guessing that the, he assumed that this was an easier question because we would just immediately know the Lions coach. I'm sure not many Lions coaches have won coach of the year, but the Lions are probably my least favorite team in the big four, and I don't even watch hockey. <laughs> I hate the Detroit Lions. So I have no idea on that. And then the receiver, we're thinking Terry Glenn. I only remember Terry Glenn being a, a Patriot early. And I, and I won't get that Lions coach. I'll tell you that right now. Neither will I. I think Bobby Ross replaced this guy, though, if I do recall. But I don't know who he replaced. All right. So who's your favorite Glenn? Uh, I like uh, I'll go. Glenn Peters is a great-sounding football coach. Uh, we're going to check in with Terry Glenn Peters. Checking in with Terry Glenn Peters and Pet Python, your answer, please. This one took entirely too long to come up with, considering we had the coach off the get-go. The, the, the coach is Wayne Fonts, and I was hung up on Reggie Wayne forever, and I'm thinking, he didn't go to OSU, and he only played for the Colts, so it wasn't him. <laughs> And I'm trying to think, who could this possibly have been? And I was just so hung up on the last name of Wayne that I could not come up with anything until I started shortening the name down. And that's when I came up with Way and turned that into Joey Gallo Wayne Fonts. One team getting their points. The correct answer is Joey Gallo Wayne Fonts. So here's just a little bit of a fun fact for you. Wayne Fonts has the honor of being the only coach in Super Bowl era to win a playoff game coaching the Detroit Lions. <laughs> His career coaching record is one game under 500. He's like 67 and 68. <laughs> so I'll, if you go through the list, Rick Meyer, Warren Moon, John Kitna, Seattle, Cunningham, Quincy Carter, Ryan Leaf, Cowboys, Greasy and Garcia, Tampa Bay, Brady in New England, 
and Donovan McNabb in Washington. All right, question four. It's going to sound a little similar. Buckeye wide receiver who caught passes from Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Quincy Carter, Vinny Testaverde, Tony Romo, and was the first overall pick in an NBA draft, finally winning an NBA championship in his last season in 2005. We're checked in. All right, tanking for a QB is checked in. Dean Garrett's pet python, talk it up. Wow. Um, Matt, you can talk. I mean, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> we can talk this out. Okay, so Buckeye wide receiver. I mean, it's going to be a uh, a spur. Oh, 2005 was the Spurs? Okay. Yeah. So who would have joined the Spurs? That was the first round draft pick that would have won that year. Oh, so David Robinson? Was that his final year? It was around then. So obviously somebody played for Dallas and the Patriots and then... Either the Jets, Vikings, or Packers. And I'm blanking on both sides on this right now. So, I mean, who would have been the, the number one overall picks that would have been still around at the end of their career in 05? So that would have been, so if you would have started from 20 years out, it would have been 85, probably from 85 to 90, because it sounded like he had a long career. Okay, so it's Patrick Ewing. Um, Brad Doherty was in there. I don't think Brad Doherty was with the Spurs in 05. I mean, there's, I mean, David Robinson was, and I'm pretty sure was a number one pick. That would have been what about '88? Yeah. So who's the David? Chris Carter, Joey Galloway, Terry Glenn. Did Glenn Robinson win a uh, title with the Spurs? Was he the number one overall pick? Pretty sure he was. Yeah. So Terry Glenn Robinson. Let's let's do it. Terry Glenn Robinson. Checking in. Okay, with Terry Glenn Robinson and tanking for a QB, what was your answer? I'm going to let Sam answer, but real quick, I just want to go beep, beep, beep. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's fun. I I manage a guy at work, and he claims he knows all things NBA. So the other day I quizzed him on first-round draft picks, and he did not know Glenn Robinson was a first-round draft pick. So we went with Terry Glenn Robinson. All right, both teams getting their points here. The correct answer is Terry Glenn Robinson. Um, Terry Glenn, which I just found out like recently, like within about the last month, he died in 2017. Really? Um, in, in a car accident, yeah, which didn't, I mean, I found like a, about a month ago. Crazy. But yeah, won a Super Bowl with New England and uh, 12 seasons in the NFL. Yeah, Glenn Robinson, number one overall, 93. David Robinson retired in 2000, 2003. Question five, Croatian basketball player playing only four years in the NBA with the Celtics, who was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2018 and was a shooting guard that played 12 seasons in the NBA, making his debut in 2001 with the 76ers, um, also playing with the Mavs, Jazz, Suns, Bobcats, and Warriors. All right, we'll, we'll check in. Hey, uh, Garrett, Pet Python is checked in. Taking for a QB, talk it out. Uh, don't have to talk it out because it just came to me from Bobcat Sons and Jazz that Raja Bell definitely played for all of those teams. Defensive two guard that made his debut with the Sixers. From there, that got me to Dino Raja, who played briefly for the Celtics, I want to say in the late 90s. Uh, so we checked in with Dino Raja Bell. 
Checking in with Dino Raja Bell and Dean Garrett's pet python. Your answer, please. Okay, so we came at this from the other direction. In, in order for this guy to have been elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame and not have played more than four years in the NBA, I mean, he had to have a pretty big career. So I was thinking back on big Croatians that came into the league, and I, um, Dino Raja came into my head on that one. And then I, I honestly, at the end there, Raja Bell jumped to mind and I couldn't even tell you at the beginning when I first thought of his name, I couldn't even tell you if, if he was a basketball player or not. I just knew I know that name. And then it turns out I know that name because he was with the Bobcats when I got here. So we came up with Dino Raja Bell. Both teams getting their points. The correct answer is Dino Raja Bell. Dino Raja actually had a huge career over in uh, Yugoslavia, Croatia, Italy, Europe, all over the place. Um, has a gold medal. Not in the Olympics. His silver medals in the Olympics, but his golds are in the Euro Basketball Leagues with Yugoslavia. After the first quarter, we have a score of tanking for QB with 80. Dean Garrett's Pet Python, 100. Today's second quarter will be Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one and quarter two, The Missing Link. Born June of 1980, this tennis star with 49 career titles, including five Wimbledon titles, also has four Olympic gold medals and ranks number two all-time in prize money one. All right, we are checked in. Okay. Um, tanking for a QB is check. Four Olympic gold medals. So if they would have been 1980, so then even if they were 16 at the youngest time that they won their first one, that would have been 1996. Right. I mean, they're 40 right now, which means I, I think that Nadal and Djokovic and Federer are too young. Yeah, they're all like in their mid-30s right now. I think Federer is like uh, Federer might be close, but he's won like eight Wimbledons. So, yeah, I mean it's that's Sampras was born probably like seventy five ish, right? Right. So I think he's about our age in his mid forties. It has to be on the women's side. Late forties. Yeah, that's what made me think originally. You know, I know that um, he so he worded the he said five Wimbledon titles he didn't say singles titles he didn't say doubles he didn't say mixed yeah. doubles so the five Wimbledon titles has to be more than just singles in my opinion if this is going to be one of the Williams sisters I think it's going to be Venus I think so too number two on earnings though number two all-time in prize for for women's one. probably yeah, I guess he didn't give us a distinction whether it was men's or women's in the question. So, yeah. Let me take a second. Mm -hmm. Singles titles. 
Did Venus win five Wimbledons? I know before Serena got really, I mean, really before she became mature, you know, before she was, when she was younger. She won a couple before Serena. Yeah, Venus was the one that was dominant. And I remember, I mean, when they first came up, everyone thought that Venus was going to be the dominant one. And then quickly she was, um, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we really should talk about this much more. I think we just need to go with Venus, right? I mean. All right, let's go ahead and check in with uh, Venus Williams. All right. Checking in with Venus Williams and tanking for a QB. Your answer, please. Uh, we had a very similar conversation. Uh, we went back and forth with uh, with the guys, Nadal and Djokovic. And then we realized it was probably one of the Williamses. We did quick debate between Venus and Serena. And the, the money of all time threw us off. So we went with the opposite. We went with Serena Williams. Okay, one team getting their points here. The correct answer is Venus Williams. Mm-hmm. Question two. This four-time Pro Bowler was drafted by the Chargers and in his 16-year career started 234 games with a streak of 222 consecutive starts, including the playoffs. We're checked in. Okay. Tanking for a QB has checked in. Dean Garrett's pet fight I'm talking about. So originally we talked about Junior Seau, but he was a pro bowler more than four times. He had to have been, but he was kind of an Ironman. I don't remember him being injured a lot. Um, But then I said, what about Antonio Gates? Because it seems like he was always overshadowed by Tony Gonzalez. Maybe he wouldn't have made the pro bowl as many times because of Gonzalez and Johnny come lately tight end from the AFC. I mean, I mean, Philip Rivers is still playing. He was an Iron Man. Well, so he had that one. So, I mean, I know that there was a couple of seasons or at least one season where he was injured for a significant part. So that maybe that shows that's the gap that he's talking about. But 234 games, you're talking. You're, you're getting into far of territory. Yeah, you're talking 14 years. Yeah, I, I think it might be Philip Rivers. 15 years. Four-time Pro Bowl, though, really? I would have thought he would have been to more. I just, I just know that Rivers was an Iron Man. Didn't miss starts. Uh, was drafted by the Chargers, yeah. So Rivers was drafted by the Chargers. 16-year career. In his 16-year career. I'm pretty sure he is in, started year 17 this year. All right, well, let's go for it. It would have been, it would have been around... It's around then. It would, yeah. That that number would make sense. You you want to go with Rivers? I'm okay with that. All right, with Philip Rivers. Checking in with Philip Rivers and tanking for a QB. Your answer, please. Yeah, this would have been Philip Rivers. I thought it was Philip Rivers, <laughs> but Philip Rivers wasn't drafted by the Chargers. He was traded for uh, Eli right, Manning on draft day. The answer is Eli Manning. <laughs> One team getting their points here. The correct answer is Eli Manning. Great job, Scott. That was tricky on that Charger straight. So Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl MVP, and one of the great debates coming up is, uh, is he going to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> nope. Oh, yes. Yes, he's going. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about Why? it. That, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I don't think he deserves to go. <laughs> oh, he is. What? He's going. How? Why? 
Because he won two Super Bowls. Two, that's, that's... He won two Super Bowls. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, and he was an Iron Man. And Eric just told us why. <laughs> I, I don't think that doesn't take that, it doesn't take that much. This isn't baseball. They're not as. But that's right. Yeah, if this was baseball, he had no chance. If this exactly. if this is the NBA, he's... he'd already be in. Yeah, Edgar right. and James exactly. is in the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame. Dilfer should be in the Hall of Fame then too. Okay, okay. Brad Johnson. You are a Dilfer. <laughs> Brad Johnson on his way. All right. Question so far, our theme link answers are Venus Williams and Eli Manning. On to question number three. This Olympian who retired in 2010 with eight Olympic medals, including 500 in the 1500 meter and the 500 meter, was also a Dancing with the Stars champion. Okay, we should check that in then. Do it. We're checked in. All right. Tanking for a QB has checked in. Dean Garrett's pet python. Discuss. <laughs> All right. So it's not Ben Johnson. Um, no, that's. Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm trying to go at this from the Dancing with the Stars. Um, from that side. It's not Donald side. Driver. I know. Uh, it's not. Uh... <laughs> Troy Palomalu, right? Wasn't he on there? Okay, so I was hung up on track athletes. And it was killing me trying to come up with something. And then I looked at the numbers again, and those numbers aren't track numbers. Those are speed skating numbers. And then it came to me really quickly. We're looking at Apollo Anton Ono. Oh, yes. All right. And tanking for QB, your answer? Um, sadly, since I live a sad life and watch a lot of reality TV show, I immediately knew this was Apollo Anton Ono through the Dancing with the Stars track, no pun intended. So we also locked in with Apollo Anton Ono. Yeah, 1,500 and 500 meters is not exactly track. 1,500 is. You know. but... Well, 50, yeah. That was a six. Okay, anyway, go ahead, sorry. Yep, both teams getting their points here. The correct answer is Apollo Ono. Ono actually has eight more gold medals in his world championships um, and did win Dancing with the Stars with um, one of the most beautiful women alive, Julianne Huff. Yeah. Really? No? All right. <laughs> Not really in the blondes. Yeah. She's no Kathy Ireland, but, you know, she's okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I... I ordered that calendar when I was like 12, right? <laughs> My mom intercepted the mail and I was not allowed to have it. I was just going to say I ordered that calendar last week for my secret Santa. <laughs> that doesn't really narrow it down. I mean, I know I was going to say since at least at least three to four people, three to four Listen, bench warmers would, uh, I've would like to be in receipt of that. I've never had it, so I would love to have it, right? <laughs> Until your wife so intercepts far. it and you're not allowed to have it. <laughs> be up right behind me here by my Liverpool scarf. All right, so far the theme-linked answers are Venus Williams, Eli Manning, and Apollo Anton Ono. Question four. What big man finished his 19-year career with the Celtics, playing 1,207 games and starting all but 10 of those? His best season shooting the ball came late in his career when he had a career-high 609 sh shooting percentage with the Suns. We got a check in. Yeah. 
or checked in. Okay, taking for a QB is checked in. You guys can talk it out. I don't even know where to go with this. I really don't. I mean, Brownie Gilchrist, Cookie's brother. <laughs> The next one's the sister muffin. <laughs> Episode title: Muffin Gilchrist. <laughs> I mean, I I don't have enough information to to get this. So, big man who ended his career with the Celtics, big man. And no, he played most of his with career Celtics? with the Celtics. I thought. Oh, okay. No. Read that again. <laughs> ended his career with the Celtics is that what you said I, I don't have any years to to nail down on this so it's I've got like the entire history of the NBA when the since the Suns joined to try and piece through here so Matt the NBA is first of all like lowest on my list of sports I don't have a hook here because I don't have a, a year to go by mm-hmm. or a, or even a time frame I mean all I've got is what I think might be the theme and I can't think of anything that jumps out at me. 72 games in a season, right? 1,207. 82. 82, 82 in a season. Hey. 82, sorry. So sorry. So you're talking about a 15-year career? How about a 19-year career? <laughs> oh, it says 19. Well, no, I'm talking about with the Celtics. I'm sorry. No, he just ended his career with the Celtics. I mean, all we've got right now is that he had a good shooting career, good shooting year with the Suns. Finished his 19-year career with the Celtics. Started almost every game he played. I don't have a hook. So, Matt, I, I you got to speak up, man. <laughs> Muffin Gilchrist. No, I'm trying to think of other names that might fit. So, is that give me a Strudel? Ice cream float Jones. Oh, oh. Matt. Matt. Just, I'm, go ahead and guess something then. I don't care. Matt, it's, it's ridiculous. It's Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my gosh. Need <laughs> a timer. You saw what I did with the timer in the uh, beginning. Come on. I, that's I've not never my been game. in favor of the timer until we're right Timer's now. not my game, and you know that. You knew that coming in. Buyer beware, man. <laughs> so you guys going with that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Taking for a QB. What was your answer an hour ago? Uh, about 13 seconds after you asked, we both locked in with Shaquille O'Neal, and that's what we checked in with. Both teams getting their points. The correct answer is the big Aristotle himself, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, Shaquille O'Neal was drafted by the Magic and left for LA after four seasons, ruining my life. All right. So far, our theme linked answers Venus Williams, Eli Manning, Apollo Ono, and Shaquille O'Neal. Question five. In one of the greatest hot mic moments in NFL history, this player can be heard yelling, God damn it, Donald after a running back missed a block in a 2010 playoff game versus the Ravens. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right, but we need to go back to the drawing board now, though. Yeah, we'll go ahead. All right, we'll check in. Dean Garrett's Pet Python has checked in. 
tanking for a QB you guys can talk about? Oh, all right, Sam. So Donald, the name of a running back, the only Donald I can think of in the AFC at that time is Donald Brown. Yeah. And who was on the Colts. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I know because I'm a Jaguars fan and <laughs> I hate the Colts. I just, I just cry every time we play them. Um, Peyton Manning ruined my life. Hey, hey, they beat him in week one. <laughs> only win of the season. Uh, that was, that was the Titans. Let's, let's clear something up. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So if we if we're thinking along that logic that it's Donald Brown yeah. is the block, this is a Colts player right. in 2010. Probably not Peyton Manning. Thought he'd be in the same team with Panthers as Eli Manning. Who else would it be on the Colts then? Who? I know. I'm trying to think of who else would have done that. Uh, who's who is the Colts this, coach? Yeah. Who's uh, what's his name? Caldwell, right? Yeah, he wouldn't have. Would he have said that? No, and it says this. It's this player. He asked. Okay. So let's say, let's think that if they were, if it was a hot mic moment, maybe it was from the sidelines. It was a defensive player because the offense would have been on the field. Okay. Could it be Dwight Greeny? He's still there in 2010. See, I, uh, yeah, I'm still thinking it's a quarterback because he probably got hit. I make. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But we know that's Pete Manning. I just don't think. I'm trying to think. <laughs> logistically where microphones are or like what what do you who do you hear when you're watching right. football and it's usually people on the field i i think i mean because i don't think it doesn't really sound like reggie wayne yeah no um and i don't i mean i don't think it was like an offensive lineman right and i i don't think so either and i don't want to game theory it too much to talk us out of a correct answer you know that's my Sure. My fear. Um, I'm fine with Peyton Manning with the no notion that we already said Eli Manning, but that's where I stand. Okay. So yeah, I don't have anything better. Okay. Let's like so we'll check in with uh Peyton Manning. Checking in with Peyton Manning and Dean Garrett's Pet Python. What was your answer? So when this happened, I remember being blown away a little bit because he had kind of a squeaky clean image and you didn't expect him to I mean you knew he would but you didn't expect to hear it from him but uh yeah I'm pretty sure it's Peyton Manning both teams getting their points here the correct answer is Peyton Manning and if you take a minute and just type into YouTube Donald Brown Peyton Manning (laughs) that is the first thing that comes up (laughs) and it is awesome uh, sometimes I think they got a hot mic from my uh, living room, too, because I said a lot of bad things similar to what Peyton Manning has been saying about the Jaguars. So you're allowed to. That's that's yeah. You say it in unison so. with everyone in Jacksonville. We can hear <laughs> it in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. All, all seven of, of us that are watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So at the end of the round, the theme linked answers were Venus Williams, Eli Manning. Apollo Ono, Shaquille O'Neal, and Peyton Manning. I will give everybody a chance. Um, one team has submitted a guess, or both teams have, but you guys going to keep yours? No. no. <laughs> I, I, got, I got nothing. Sam. No, yeah. We, th- we originally thought it was uh, lesser-known you know, you want- siblings with Venus and Eli, and then Apollo Anton Ono just... Yeah, then we went to then we went to a space 
theme. Space theme and then Shaquille O'Neal. With the Venus and Apollo. <laughs> then maybe there's a star called Eli. Oh, that's a good idea. Hold on. Let me write that down. <laughs> right? Yeah. So now we got we got Williams, Ono, O'Neal, Manning, Manning. I even went to like schools, but Venus, I don't. I, right. Oh, yeah. Maybe there is. Maybe is there a Louisiana connection? I mean, Shaq, like, Peyton, and Eli, yeah. And Eli, right. I don't know where the Williams sisters are from. Like I said, for me, Apollo almost kind of throwing it off. Yeah. I kind of like Louisiana, if you're cool with that. All right. We're, we're checking in with a theme of from Louisiana. All right. And uh, Dean Garrett's Pet Python has changed their guess and submitted a new one. And what did you guys go with? Let's let's take a journey, Matt. <laughs> yeah, let's go. We So right after Venus, I was thinking it could be either space themed or like deities. Um and then Eli came around and Eli is kind of actually a name for the Hebrew god. Mm-hmm. Um Yahweh. Yeah. And uh and then Apollo Antonono came around and we're like, all right, we're doing, we're, we're doing good here. And then Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> busted the party up. You don't know the God Shaquille. Yeah. And then Peyton Manning came out and shut the door on us. Um, so we switched it to something that I saw when I wrote them all down and said, they all have double letters in them and they all do. So, so there you go. Oh, all right. Three people who have not been in my kitchen. Because two of them have. I I thought Apollo Ono was one Yeah, he's a 1L guy. Yeah, he's a 1L. Two Ps. Yeah, it's two Ps in a pod. What? I don't know. It probably isn't. (laughs) How do you spell Apollo? One P? (laughs) What are you, slouching on the Ps? Come on. (laughs) Jeez. You guys ready? Yeah. No. So... Neither team is getting the theme. Like, oh, shocker. Correct. Oh, totally surprised. You guys were close with double. Close. Just like this is a cookie-themed episode. We had Cookie Gil- Gilchrist earlier. Wait, is this of, the Double Stuff Racing League? All of these guys were members of the Oreo Double Stuff Racing League. You're welcome. DSRL. <laughs> DSRL. Heading into halftime, we have a score of... Taking, uh, sorry, tanking for a quarterback with 160 and Dean Garrett's pet python 180. It's now time for the halftime show. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. So this halftime is a little different. <laughs> no. no, it's not different questions. It's still normal questions, but um, this is all going to be endorsement themed. If I don't get if I don't like get that. an Oreo question, I'm going to be. I was going to say, yeah, DSRL's got to be on. Oh, oh, no, cook- oh, no cookies oh, in this oh, halftime. <laughs> Auto, I can't not do it. <laughs> question one: Did we lose Dan? You lost me a half an hour ago. Question one. A Nike commercial from the 90s features what two Cy Young winning pitchers training to be a better hitter because everyone knows chicks dig the long ball. That's the closest I can get, Matt. I'm pretty sure that's 
what I corrected myself with. I don't think it's that first one that I said. You think it's the other, the other pair? Yeah. You want to check in with that? All right, let's do it. We've checked in. Dean Garrett's pet python checked in. Tanking for a QB. You guys can talk about. I'm just gonna. So Sam, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Tell tell them what you told me. Um, I was after I heard the question, I just immediately responded with, "I don't do baseball." So uh, uh, this is all up to you, Scott. This is all up to you. I can say yes. I can agree or shake my head no, but that's. Uh, so 90s, 90s Cy Young winning pitchers, assuming that they also won the Cy Youngs in the 90s or late 80s. Yeah. I don't know. My initial thoughts went to Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin because they're, they were teammates. Yeah. They, the Braves were the team of the 90s, so those guys were prolific enough to have endorsement deals. And at first I thought Atlanta was too small of a market, but, I mean, they were on TBS, so everybody got to see them, right? Oh yeah, and then for the Braves specifically. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the Falcons were whatever. You know, I mean, they had Deion Sanders. But, I'm cool with those two guys. Uh, we're gonna check in with uh, Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. Checking in with Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin, and Dean Garrett's pet python. What was your answer? We clued in on the on the Braves pretty quickly. I originally thought it was Maddox and Smoltz, but then. Um, I rethought it, and Glavin came in, and then back and forth with Dan. So we checked in also with Maddox and Glavin. All right, both teams getting their points here. The correct answer is Tom Maddox and Tom Maddox. Tom Maddox. Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox. Oh my God! Tom Maddox sounds like a police chief. Greg Glavin was one of my favorite. Greg Glavin and Tom Maddox. There we go. I I think I know. I'm more familiar with Tom Maddox than I am Cookie Gilchrist. Yeah. And only one of them is real. <laughs> Question you know, two. Tommy Maddox? Wasn't Tommy Maddox a quarterback That's, for this? That might have been. That's true. For Pittsburgh? <laughs> was. That could be it. All right. Question two. A Pepsi aired a commercial in 2012 featuring a Saints quarterback, not Taysom Hill. This commercial also featured what music group from across the pond that went on an indefinite hiatus in 2016? I think we have it. Oh, you good? I All think right. so. Should we check that in? Yeah. yeah, I like it. All right. Ah. Um. So, 2016 is really throwing me off. Why they went on an indefinite hiatus? The band in 2016. Yeah. Um. And across the pond. So I thought. <laughs> I'm gonna speak in real technical terms here. Uh, I thought the guy from ACDC went deaf a few years ago. And so I wonder if that's why they went uh, on a hiatus. But they're from Australia, so I don't know if that's considered across the pond either. It's a big yeah, pond. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Big <laughs> pond. <laughs> it is a pond, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm across the pond obviously makes me think they're a British. British. Yeah. Could be Bangladesh. 20... You never know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it could be the arcade court for all I know. Um, 2012, they're in a Pepsi commercial. Makes me think they were pretty, they'd be pretty big or relevant in 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pepsi commercial. Again, if it's Pepsi and in 2012, you would think it's a pretty big group, right? So Pepsi's not just going right. to have anyone. So it's like, what are British bands? There's Queen, there's Coldplay. 
right? Coldplay, as far as I know, is still together. Yeah, so is Queen. Yeah. Somebody die? Lincoln Park. Leah died. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Right under peak. Uh, No, that was peak Ashanti. It it was peak peak Ashanti. Don't mention she got COVID, dude. Back off. That's true. She had to cancel. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Is it One Direction? That's what I was just thinking. Is it that? I bet it. That's what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. They were huge in 2012. And they haven't, they just broke up. They're not, they could easily well, get back They went on an indefinite hiatus when Zane left. Yeah, yeah I'm going to drop some knowledge I'll, right I'll... now. Zane left. And then Harry Styles went solo, and his music has been awful. Liam but... Payne, his music is pretty wow. good if you like, like a pop RB, Justin Timberlake. Type I am getting some knowledge right now. Louis Tomlinson's solo career is trash. And mm-hmm. Niall Horan, surprisingly, good. has had some, some good radio hits, <laughs> despite. Being like what I thought was the least talented of the group, yeah. but he proved me wrong. I'm I'm totally cool with One Direction. All right, we're going to check in with One Direction. Checking in with One Direction and Dean Garrett's Pet Python. Are we just going to sit here and ignore the fact that Scott just named off all five members <laughs> of One Direction? I'm. We're gonna we're gonna let that yes. go. Yes, one hundred percent. We don't want to contribute. I'm a better person for it. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Uh, the the boy. years fit 2012 being huge in 2016 ending up uh going on hiatus for it to be one direction i remember my, my niece was super into one direction and she was so bummed when yeah my niece too oh wait i don't even have a niece. all right both teams getting points the correct answer is one direction are <laughs> you saying that was the story of your life oh nice. that's good <laughs> i have nothing to add <laughs> moving on I'm a big One Direction fan. That's what makes me beautiful. Everyone has a pair of sneakers, right? On to question three. Sean Kemp's Reebok Signature Series was average at best. But there was a bright spot in his limited line, the shoe that featured Reebok's lightweight hexalite cushioning, which provided an unmatched comfort level. Kemp went on to experience his best NBA season during this year, averaging 19.6 points and 11.4 rebounds. What Japanese term was used for the name of this signature shoe? Does it have to do with having a lot of kids? <laughs> he didn't ask about Antonio Cromartie. The Travis Henry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, what shoes are those? those these are the T. Henrys. <laughs> the Soul Rivers. We can check that in, Matt. Dean Garrett's pet python has checked in. Matt agrees. Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you for your QB talking about. Well, I wish Scott knew as much about Japanese terms as he does One Direction, because we are in a bad spot right now. Um, I like. I mean, I like what you said. I, I think. Oh, you like that? Um, we the I only know one Japanese term. I I bet I know more, but the only one that's coming to me. Just put another one in there. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> I said kamikaze. I think that sounds like a cool shoe. Yeah, and it's kamikaze is like a you know kind of a heavy, and Sean Kemp was a bigger guy. I feel like it just that makes sense. Cool. Let's go for it. What then, what part of kamikaze means heavy? I didn't say it means heavy. It's not what I said. I said that like kamikaze is like a heavy. 
term. <laughs> and Sean Kemp is a heavy person. I got you. I'm tracking. Later in his career, he was on the heavy side, yes. <laughs> well, he's like thunderous. You know, he's like a Daryl Dawkins. Put on a lot of baby sympathy weight at the end. <laughs> Uh, All so- right, and <laughs> Team Carrots, Pet Python, your answer, please. I very much remember the Reebok Kamikaze. All right, both teams getting their points. The correct answer <laughs> is Kamikaze. That's what I'm talking about right there. It means divine nice wind. <laughs> it also means like a strong wind. Scott, did you write guillotine? <laughs> yes. That's Isn't that French? French? <laughs> <laughs> and Bjorg Borg, Bjorg, Bjorg Borg is German, so it's... I don't know. I'm from America. <laughs> he said guillotine. I was like, is that a Japanese word? I was like, I don't know how to say that. Um, kamikazes, loaded aircraft with explosives that make deliberate suicidal crashes on enemy targets. A- so just like Sean Kemp. Just- <laughs> A.K.A. Sean Kemp. All right. Question four. A commercial stating anything you can do, I can do better features Michael Jordan and Mia Hamm facing off in several sports, including fencing, tennis, and track. What was this commercial advertising? Yes, Matt, that's it. The last one? Yeah. We'll check in. All right. Dean Garrett's Pet Python has checked in. Gentlemen, talk about. Um, Scott, so I think it's we're either Gatorade Haynes, but now I'm worried about Nike as well. Seems so obvious, though. Yeah, the Nike would be too obvious. I mean, it's Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know. I think um, Haynes. I, I also makes sense. You know, Michael Jordan, Haynes, but I feel like anything you can do, I can do better. What like? I don't know what thing. Like, if you wear Fruit of the Loom, you can't. You know, do things better. That's correct. <laughs> I, I love the commercials. Like I remember them. I, I thought they were they were good, yeah. but I wasn't paying attention to what the product was because I knew I couldn't afford it one way or the other. Yeah, and get, now that I'm thinking about it, I, it was black and white. I do remember that. It was a black and white commercial, and Gatorade liked to do that like colored sweat thing. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm cool with Gatorade. All right, we'll check in with Gatorade. Checking in with Gatorade and Dean Garrett's Pet Python. What'd you got? Same thing. Gatorade. All right. Both teams getting their points. The correct answer is Gatorade. Um, in those commercials, they did not face off in baseball. I guess uh, Jordan didn't want to show off his uh, 202 batting average. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Mia would have to be there. No more than showing her. Exactly. Worked for Bob 202 Uecker. batting average. Was that what have been called the Jordan line? Because it oh. wasn't 215. We get it, Matt. You're salty. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> On to question five. The Reebok Pump was one of the m- most well-known sneakers of the 90s. Another sneaker company would attempt to get into the pump game, releasing a pump called the Regulator. One of the biggest stars to sign on with them was Carl Malone, appearing in several of the commercials for what shoe company? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We'll check in. All right. Dean Garrett's Pet Python has checked in. Tanking for QB. You guys are free to talk about the regulator. Yeah, eventually this streak of ours just like kind of guessing <laughs> and getting right is going to end. Yeah. 
Uh, you threw out Adidas, Puma, and Fila. I kind of like Fila for this one. Those were the big ones, you know. Yeah. Like this is gonna be in the nineties, so so it, I don't think it's you know Nike. They they didn't no, no, need no, to no. try to compete with Reebok. Yeah, I just remember when Carl Malone, when like the '98 Jazz or whatever. I was in middle school, and I remember everybody wearing Filas, and so that's just I I had Filas. Okay. Back then, not because of Carmelo, just because. But I don't but know, I wonder if we cool. wore them, not knowing that we we're being marketed to, you know. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, I just remember it being everywhere. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It definitely was that they were definitely out there. They're peak then. I say, I'm cool. I'm a, I'm okay with Fila if you are. I'm I'm okay with Fila. <laughs> cool. We're checking in with Fila. All right, and Dean Garrett's pet Python, your answer, please. To me, nothing says 1990s sneakers game like L.A. gear, which is, I'm pretty sure, what the regulator was. And I like them, too. <laughs> One team getting points. The correct answer is L.A. gear. Mm. Uh, growing up as a kid, I was not, um, my mom was not going to spend the money for the Reebok pump. She would spend the money for the LA gear regulators. I think an LA gear regulator still probably wasn't that cheap. I think they were like they were a good deal cheaper. I think like seven. I'm sure they're cheaper, but they probably weren't. I think cheap. I want to I say mean, I want to say the pumps were over a hundred bucks, and the the regulators I'm were sure. like seventy. They were no Starburys. No. I was gonna say that. <laughs> get them for less than ten bucks, people. Go buy some Starburys. Do you still right, get a cut off of every Starberry? That's that's. <laughs> That spot. So no, to... I, I haven't worked with Stephen Perry's in quite some time. Gets a cut out of a very Hulu mentioned also. So <laughs> if he does, he's certainly not pushing it because he doesn't really talk about Hulu all that much. Thank you, Dan. I'm watching Hulu right now for the record. Heading into the second half, we have a score of tanking for a QB with 240 and Dean Garrett's pet python extending their lead slightly, 280. And let's uh, take a moment to hear from Ben. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now on to the second half. Today's third quarter will be five on five. Five on five. For this quarter, there will be five categorized lists containing five items each, where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. That was the best reading I've ever done of the five on five. I just want to put that out there. I, I nailed that one. It, it, the last few before this one were very snarky, but this one was much better. <laughs> I was thinking about the game that I had in front of me that you were going to write and said, I I, my, my mind's just not in this. So question one for the third quarter, I need the five coaches to lose to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's right. Yep. Okay, we can go ahead and check in. Dean Garrett's pet python has checked in. Thank you for QB. You guys can talk it out. E. All right. So, well known on this podcast that I don't know much about Super Bowls that happened before I was <laughs> and and started watching football at all. So, but and the only thing I might know less than older Super Bowls are old coaches. So this <laughs> is not good for me. Yeah, and the only one. I mean, I know one is Bobby Ross. I know this because I think I might be the only diehard Georgia Tech fan in the 90s. And I know he led them to a national championship and then he left for the Chargers. Okay. So I know that for sure. Oh, it's who Um, coached the Bengals? And I don't, I don't, that was with Boomer Esiason, right? I don't know who. I I, I, I couldn't tell you. And then we think the Broncos. Yeah, with Dan Reeves. Yeah. Pretty sure they I think I remember that. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. And then you think it's the Bills. Who did the Bills play? In the- I mean, they lost four of them. So the Giants beat them. The Cowboys beat them. The Redskins? The Redskins beat them. So it was the fourth one, San Fran. This is embarrassing that I have to ask this question. But did the Redskins win twi- beat them twice with two different quarterbacks? Um, Rippin and Williams. Yeah. That, they won in, what, 80 80- – because well, Redskins only won one in the 90s, right? And the Bills went to fourth straight in the 90s. But so wouldn't add up. So I guess the question is, do we gamble for three or get the two that we know? We're not down that much to where I feel like we need to gamble yet. I, I agree. So if we want to just go, we want to play it safe with just Austin Reeves. Yeah, good with that. All right. We're uh, checked in with Dan Reeves. Bobby Ross. Checking with Dan Reeves and Bobby Ross and Dean Garrett's python what was your answer yeah so we came up with weiss or weiss right uh sammy sam weiss yeah sam Sam weiss pretty quickly he was the 89 i believe was the season super bowl was then early on the one of the first ones uh that the 49ers won was against the uh, dolphins with uh shula then the first Bengals won which would have been like 80 1980 i think 1980 was against forrest gregg and then against the Chargers in 95 would have been Bobby Ross. And so, yes. And then um, Dan Reeves in 89. No, I'm sorry, in uh, 88. So Reeves, Greg, Weiss, uh, Shula, and Ross. All right, both teams getting their points. We had Super Bowl 16 against the Bengals, Forrest Gregg. Super Bowl 19, Miami Dolphins, Don Shula. Super Bowl 23, Cincinnati Bengals, Sam Weish. Super Bowl 24, Denver Broncos, Dan Reeves, and Super Bowl 29, Chargers, Bobby Ross. On to question two. I need the last five runner-ups in the FIFA World Cup. We do hockey questions. (laughs) (laughs) I I missed the hockey questions now. Yeah, let's just go with what we got. We'll check in. Dean Garrett's pet playthrough has checked in. Thank you for a QB. You guys can discuss this. Oh, gosh. Okay. So so what is soccer is the question, right? I've been asking myself for months. Can we get, I would rather get a baseball question at this point. I know England or Croatia was in the last one. I don't, I'm not sure, certain what team was the runner-up. I think it was Croatia. And then if my memory serves me right, I know France was playing somebody and – 
the guy headbutted the guy and lost the game for him. And I, so I think that was France. We're talking about Zinedine Zidane? Yeah. Wasn't he France? Yeah. That was like 100 years ago. That was within wow. the last 20 years. How often are these FIFA things? Every four years. Okay. Yeah. So that would be. That's one. <laughs> this has been... I mean, all we need is one. This has been the soccer corner with Scott Grimes. <laughs> Listen, I tried playing soccer when I like was in my 20s because it was like the one sport I never really tried. And I wasn't good at it. And ever since then, I, I hate soccer. So we got one. Is it worth it to go for a second one? Uh, you said Argentina you typed in there as well? I think so. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that was the, uh, the Brazil one. I don't know. I just remember Mardona was a coach then and i thought he made it to the finals so it's up to you how much we want to risk it uh, france sounds like it's indefinite yeah so and oh, i think okay. and i think i lean towards croatia because i don't think england would have i don't think england made it i know they okay. made it to the final four but i don't know if they made it to the finals we want to just go france and croatia for the sake of maybe getting points on the board rather than yeah it's only 10 you know. if we lose right uh i mean we either get uh, yeah, if I'm we saying do two. We're either going to get twenty or zero. So right, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. only no. okay. Let's do it. England and Croatia. Check. No, it. we're going with France. I mean, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, France and Croatia. We're checking it. All right, Dean Garrett's pet python. What was your answer? You don't want to go with England right now. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while for them. Um, so last year, everyone was cheering for Croatia against. Uh, not last year, two years ago. Everyone was cheering for Croatia against France, and it didn't yeah, happen. 2014, the U.S. tied Germany to get into the knockout rounds and then got beat. Oh, that was a bad game. But I remember Germany won it, and they beat um, Argentina that year. The one before that, 2010, was Spain and the Netherlands. Spain beat the Netherlands. And then you're right, it was uh, Zidane was in uh, 2006. And I could not come up with uh, France, so France for 2006. And I can't, re I could not come up with who lost it in 2002. Um, so we just checked in with those four, and then Matt came up with it after we checked in. So, after I said, I'm not going to come up with it. Yeah. Germany. So that was yeah, Germany. Germany. Yeah. <laughs> But it, our our check in was Croatia, Argentina, Netherlands, and France. All right, both teams getting their points, and I don't have to go through the list because you guys cleared the whole list out. It was Croatia, Argentina, Netherlands, France, and Germany in that order. Seriously, when I was explaining that, I I convinced myself it was all the same World Cup that I was talking about. I was like, maybe maybe I just don't know what I'm thinking anymore. <laughs> okay, on to question three. I need the last five. Heisman Trophy runner-ups in total voting points. I'm good with what I just typed. Okay, let's do it. We're checked in. Pet Python's checked in. Thank you for keeping talking up. So you will hear something frustrating. About 20 minutes before recruiting, I did some for recruiting. Uh, 20 <laughs> minutes before re uh, recording, I did some cramming and looked up the Heisman Trophy winners of the past 20 years. So I know who won. I don't know who came in second place. So that being said, I know Joe Burrow won it last year. Jalen Hurts was definitely the runner-up last year. Okay, cool. And then Kyler Murray won it the year before that. And uh, I think we 
I kind of like Trevor Lawrence with that. And then Baker Mayfield won it the year before that. I don't know. I don't know if it was another. I'm trying to remember if it was another QB. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, that was the year that, you know, all those guys were drafted. Arnold. Yeah. And not, you know, Allen, and it's not any of those guys. They're all drafted one. I feel like there's an Ohio State guy we're missing, and I can't. Like a QB? Yeah. Who was the quarterback before? Cardell Jones? I know. I was like, did he? Was he up there? Or running back? I don't know. Um, But then Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry rounded out the top, and we think Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think he has a runner-up with one of those. Yeah. You don't think Jonathan Taylor had a second-place finish in all of those? No, I don't think so. But I was wondering if Leonard Fournette made it up there because there's a lot of there's a lot of grief that we should have drafted Derrick Henry instead of Leonard Fournette because right. Derrick Henry's from Jacksonville and he destroys us every time he plays us now. So Yeah, it's true. He does. But I don't know if he came in second. But I think part of me thinks we go with that th- those three. I do like two of those three. I won't. I'll let you guys decide which two. Um, we're going to check in with Jalen Hurts. Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. Pet Python, what was your answer? Lamar Jackson definitely beat uh, Deshaun Watson. And Jalen Hurts came in uh, second last year. And I'm pretty sure that Kyler Murray beat Tua. (sighs) So those are the three we checked in with. So you had Watson, Hurts, and Tua? what I have written down is Tua Hurts Watson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one team getting the points here. So in 2019, we had Oklahoma Jalen Hurts runner up to Burrow. 2018, we had Tua runner up to Kyler Murray. 2017, we had Stanford running back Bryce Love runner up to Baker Mayfield. 2016, Deshaun Watson runner up to Lamar Jackson. And 2015, Stanford running back. Christian McCaffrey, runner-up to Derrick Henry. Sam, these last two are for you. So the Jaguars have seven playoff wins in their history. This is embarrassing. At all? Wait, that can't be total? That's a lot. That's more than most people think. (laughs) I want to know the five teams the Jaguars have defeated in their playoff history. I think we have more. (laughs) Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll fact check this while you guys answer, but I that am... sounds about right to me. I thought that was too much. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I can't scroll down anymore. I can't find any more for you. Check those in. We're checked in. Tanky for a QB has checked in. Pet Python, talk it up. So I'm pretty sure they beat the Bills. Uh, they yeah, beat the Bills a couple they, of years back, right? Yeah, and then they beat the Steelers a few years ago. Yep. And I think back when they went to the AFC championship game, like in 96-ish or so, I'm pretty sure they beat the Broncos. And I think they even break the Broncos again once other, one other time. And I'm pretty sure they beat the Patriots at some point too. Okay, so we're, we're positive on the Bills and the Steelers, right? Well, I'm positive about the Broncos too. I know they beat the Broncos at least once, maybe a couple times. So we can go with Bills, uh, Bills, Steelers, and I'm confident about the Broncos. Okay, D- you they not, destroyed you're not, you're not some comfortable team. About the Broncos, you're not comfortable with that? No, 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 no. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. They they destroyed somebody like twenty some years ago. I mean, just like 
put 60 on the board, and I can't yeah. remember who it was. I think that was the Broncos. No. Oh, then I don't remember that. The Broncos was the one that both the Jaguars and the Panthers went to the, the respective championship games that year. Was that one that they destroyed the Dolphins? It might have like been. An interstate thing. I remember that because there was a lot of beef then between them and the Dolphins for a few years. But they don't play often, you know, because South right. and East. All right, so we're going to go Steelers-Bills, mm-hmm. Broncos. Broncos. I'd be okay saying the Dolphins if we want to go those four. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm like 50% sure in the Patriots, but that's okay. We can skip the Patriots. Okay. We're yeah, going to check go in with, those... with the Bills, Steelers, Broncos, and Dolphins. And tanking for a QB, what did you guys come up with? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one because it's my one moment of pride on this show. <laughs> it's going to be a little story time because I realize to wrap up the entire Jaguars postseason, it will only take a minute. In 96, Natron Means Business took over the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphin, uh, sorry, the Buffalo Bills, and then we went on to upset the number one seed Broncos. Ninety-seven, I don't know what happened. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, they're bad years, bad years. And then uh, ninety-nine, <laughs> we destroyed sixty-three to three the Miami Dolphins, also known as Dan Marino's last game and Jimmy Johnson's last game in the NFL. And then mid two thousands, David Garrard beat the Steelers to wrap it up, and then couple years ago we beat the bills and steelers again and we're done all right so what was your teams again lay them out one more time patriots bills broncos dolphins steelers both teams getting their points here we have in 1996 they defeated the bills and the broncos in 1998 the new england patriots in 99 the miami dolphins 62 to 7 was that game same thing yeah fred taylor went off and then we have 2007 against the Steelers. And then 2017, the Bills and the Steelers. So everyone getting their points. Bringing us to the last question of the third quarter. What I want are the last five offensive players drafted in the first round out of Auburn. Oh, yeah, Matt, this might, this might be the worst team to put together for, uh, for this question. Yeah, I mean... I, I know very little about the NFL draft. And even if you gave me a list of 10 NFL players right now, I might know where like three of them went to school. I know that name. <laughs> that's, that's one of the 10 I probably would have got. You want to go with that? Let's, I'm gonna, we're, we're checking in. Pet Python's checked in, tanking for a QB. You guys can discuss. It's kind of uh... It's kind of sad that when you it's it's a struggle to think of offensive players that come out of Auburn. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm stealing your thunder on this with all these you, names here, but you did. I was thinking more recent, but you're probably right that it. Hasn't I, I, been I mean, I'm trying to think more recent. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. Are there any receivers that? No, our receivers are like mediocre at best. <laughs> we got a lot of like mid round guys. We don't have any first round studs. I'll tell you that. So it, oh, I feel like. Offensive linemen are, are going to be the key here. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mc, Marcus McNeil uh, with the Chargers. He was, he was like two thousand. What? 10, he was. He eight, was like nine, mid ten. Yeah, uh, maybe oh seven ish. Probably. He uh, was on those good Chargers teams that were yeah. like making those deep playoff runs. 
And I think Cam Newton's definitely won. Yeah, it's going to depend on how far this goes back. If it goes I back know. to 06, then we've got Ronnie Cadillac. We've got Jason well, Campbell. To be fair, those are the – we named five out of the gate pretty much with Neil. Right. I'm Just, fine. I, I'm fine going for those five. All right. You want to name it off for him? Yeah, so we're going Marcus McNeil, Cam Newton, Cadillac, Cardinal Williams, Ronnie Brown, and Jason Campbell. That played on – what was your answer? I didn't say uh, Ronnie Brown or Cadillac Williams to you, Matt, because I, I thought they were way too far back. Hearing them talk it out, they may very well be on this list, but we just we just went with Cam Newton and called it a day. <laughs> so, one team getting their points. Oh, see, we missed one. So, we're going to go down the list here. Most recent is in 2014, second overall, Greg Robinson. There's the lineman. The lineman. 2011, first overall, Cam Newton. 2007, 29th overall, Ben Grubbs. Mm. Lineman. Yeah. And then we have 2005, second overall, Ronnie Brown. And 2005, fifth overall, Cadillac Williams. Wasn't Jason Campbell in that draft too? Yep, he was the sixth Okay. on the list. Ben Grubbs, dude. <laughs> ben Grubbs. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure J.J. Mason liked him. He was the same <laughs> So if you're going the last six, wouldn't Jason Will wouldn't Jason uh, Campbell come before? Uh... That's what I was trying. How how do you do the reverse? Boom! Before who? Before the two that went before him. Well, it'd be most recent because he got drafted more recently because he was later in the draft. Yes, I see. Dan, I'm with you. You go backwards through the draft. <laughs> what, I'm trying to find out what you're what you're saying. So like, it wouldn't be Ronnie because he if went second. Go, over. If you go Ronnie more was... most recent. Oh, Jason Jesus. Campbell Stop was drafted it. more Stop recently it. than Stop Ronnie it. Brown. Well, he was. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I don't care. To be Did fair, that's why I asked if Jason Campbell was in that draft. Because of that? That's not why they got it wrong. Oh, we missed two no, guys. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, the irrelevant offensive lineman, a bus left tackle, and a McNeil guard was that a, no one remembers about. Yeah. McNeil was a second-round pick. After the third quarter, we have a score of tanking for a QB with 330 and Dean Garrett's pet python 450. That brings us to today's fourth quarter. Dan, what's it called? The fourth quarter, known as put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Thank you, Dan. Anytime. <laughs> so the categories for today's fourth quarter are as follows. Category one, Air Bud, which is going to be coaching. Golden Receiver, which is going to be soccer. Spikes Back, Olympics. Seventh Inning Fetch, baseball. And World Pup, college sports. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the question. Question one, Air Bud. In 1993, the Houston Oilers won the AFC Central with a record of 12-4. and four. But the most memorable event from this season is when defensive coordinator Buddy Ryan punched the offensive coordinator. Who did Buddy punch? That's it, Matt. That's it. I was just thinking of that name. Yeah, that's it. Okay. We're going to check in then. Dean Garrett's 
Pet Python has checked in, so that means tanking for a QB can talk about. So I don't know the side of the gate, but I'm trying to think of offensive-minded head coaches in the late 90s after this. Yeah, I know that the Orioles had a pretty prolific offense. You would think this guy would probably get a shot at, at coaching at some point. Yeah. Offensive He's, head coaches from the late 90s. My default is always Mike Martz. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of, like, who's also fiery enough to – fight buddy ryan on the side right the only the only has uh, i'm fine with that because mike martz when did he become head coach mid early 2000s mm, maybe didn't he coach them in the super bowl wasn't that for meal oh you're right it was for meal so yeah he would have been after for meal so yeah yeah probably like early 2000s this might have been someone that was already coaching yeah by then. the other thought this is crazy but it wouldn't have been jeff fisher what would, would it i been? so i typed to you but it wasn't you it was eric <laughs> I said, guessing it's not Jeff Fisher, LOL. But I wonder if he got promoted into head coach after that. Maybe. I do. Jeff Fisher does it. He has a very punchable face. And I know there's a lot of people that do want to punch him. Yeah. Because, he, you know, made but it I think he was a, he was a special teams guy, right? That's how he made his. I think so, yeah. If he was an offensive coach, it didn't really show. Yeah. I'm fine with Mike Mark. I guess uh, we will check in uh, with Mike Mark's. 75 points. Dean Garrett's Pet Python. Your answer and wager, please. Uh, Dan um, jumped in saying that he's pretty sure this person's name was Kevin, but he couldn't think of his last name. And then I, the only coordinator I could think of at that time frame was Kevin Gilbride. And as soon as I threw that out there, he went uh, ballistic. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and we, he thinks, and I think I agree with him that he actually replaced uh, Bobby Ross as the offensive coordinator there in Houston. So, uh, we checked in with Kevin Gilbride for 26 points. One team getting their points. The correct answer, Kevin Gilbride. Last coaching job in the NFL was with the Giants in 2013 as their offensive coordinator. Um, and most recently, he was the head coach of the New York Guardians in the XFL in 2020 before they shut down. Question number two in Golden Receiver. The European Golden Shoe, also known as the European Golden Boot, is awarded an is an award that is presented each season to the leading goal scorer from the top division of every European National League. Sierra Immobile received the award in 2019-2020. And in 2013, what striker from Uruguay was the last Premier League player to win this award? You may know him more for his chompers. Hold on. I, I've got this. Oh, do it. Is he it's do in it? there somewhere. He's going to do it. He's gonna, he hasn't gone. Headphones. I, like Eric said, they've, they've been renovating. Just do it. Just, no, just I don't think I need it. to. I think. Hold oh. on. Just stop talking. Stop. He's in. The, fume, the, <laughs> the fumes. They're gonna get to him. We can check in. You are. All right. Dan didn't seem like he came back with anything. The no, fumes. Of, the fumes in the mind palace got to him. It was. I almost had it, and then it's everyone's the kept talking, and I couldn't. <laughs> Garrett's pet pythons checked in. You guys could talk about it. Scott, remember that time where I didn't know anything about the World Cup? This is No, I, I remember when you knew some things about the World Cup, and I didn't even know that FIFA was the World Cup and was every four <laughs> years. I remember that. I got you on that. Uh, I do know there is a man on this planet that bites people. and I, I there's, assume... there's many men Marv Albert. that bite people. <laughs> yep, Tyson, Mar yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Several hockey players. I think there's a specific soccer player that they're talking about that bites people. I have no idea what that dude's name is. 
Um, can I, I can't believe I miss hockey questions. I know. <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and lock in for us. Um, I know this was a wrong answer earlier in the day. So I'm going to try and see if it's a correct answer for the second half of the show. We're going with Connor Cookie Monster. <laughs> Checking in with Connor Cookie Monster for how many points? Uh, we wagered 30 on this one. Right, we, didn't, a... we didn't wager. We just gave it away. We gave 30. I, no, definitely. It's got to come through for you at some point, right? Connor Cookie Monster? How can it's he gonna not? Hit. It's going to hit. It's going to hit. Dean Garrett's Pet Python, your answer in wager um, we wagered 25 points and, uh, I had to get there, but it's, uh, it's, uh, Luis Suarez. One team getting points. The correct answer, Luis Suarez. I thought you, I thought that was us for a second. I thought that was us. One Suarez team getting points and it's <laughs> not Connor. Cookie Monster. Okay, okay. Cookie Monster. <laughs> Unless he was biting people at the world cup. Uh, he's yeah. biting cookies. That's all he's biting. <laughs> For the record, Luis Suarez does bite people, right? Am I, three, am I wrong? three times he has been accused, yeah. allegedly, and found guilty of biting people. Question three, strikes back. Volleyball has been an event in the Olympics since 1964. In 1984, they began to award an MVP of the men's and women's tournaments. For the men, only three countries have had a player win this award. The United States, Netherlands, and what country that also won gold over Italy in 2016? I'll give you a hint. It's not Hungary. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I was going to go with Hungary. Uh, I am hungry because as Matt pointed out, I haven't eaten during this recording. These pretzels are making me thirsty. That's all I'm saying. We'll go ahead and check in. Dean Garrett's pet python has checked in. So what's a country where tall people live is where... Uh. Hungary. Yeah, right. They're not. <laughs> uh, you know, Serbia and Croatia and all those seven foot NBA guys. I'm okay with that. Um, they, they they have tall people. Africa had one once. Minute bowl? Yeah. <laughs> I guess Matumbo is Bowl Bowl is pretty tall. Yeah, but he was born here. Oh, all right, sorry. What about Yao Ming? Where's he from? Right. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm trying to think where mid volleyball would would be popular. Part of me wants to say Australia or something like or Sweden. Just over the pond, <laughs> just across the pond there in Australia. Yeah, I am all over the place on this. Yeah, pond. between the two of us here, we are just geographically not, not in sync for this hot. game. Yeah, Japanese guillotines and Australia <laughs> across the pond. I think I want to lock in with Sweden if you're okay with that. I am. Definitely, definitely good with checking in with Sweden. Sweden. For how many points? Five. Dean Garrett's pet python. What is your answer and wager? So let's go on a journey. <laughs> a walkabout? Across the pond? Back in the days of the, uh, the godfathers of the video game systems, I had to make a choice either by a Nintendo Entertainment System or by the Sega Master System. I chose poorly Sega. and got the they Sega Master Sega. System. <laughs> um, one of the games I had for that that I played a lot was Great Volleyball. <laughs> Great title. No, it was, they had a whole line of, of sport games that were called Great. <laughs> and um, one of the things I remember about that, uh, about that game is like the dominant teams 
were the United States and Brazil. And I'm pretty sure Brazil has been dominant in men's volleyball. So I'm going to go with that. Bomb Bayek will love this question. Another team getting points because of video games. <laughs> the correct answer is Brazil. And now we wagered 30 points on that one. On to question four. Seventh inning fetch. In the shortened 2020 MLB season, the league implemented seven inning double headers. What two central teams participated in the first seven inning double header in MLB history? We're checked in. Tanking for QP is checked in. Um, Dean Garrett's pet python talking about. Yeah, I was saying that the Cardinals had that big COVID scare like really early in the season. So I'm wondering if they took those couple of weeks off and because I mean to get a double header it would have to be a few weeks into the season right yeah um so I'm wondering if the Cardinals is one of them they're obviously a central team I mean we're talking a third of the league Mm, yeah we're narrowed it down to a third of the league now um Matt if you think the Cardinals that makes sense I mean and then the team that they played um so when they 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 played every team equally in the central, in both centrals, right? Not equally in the AL. They would only have one series with the AL team. They played okay, 10 so let's pick an NL team. series then. Well, I'm like, trying to think. Hold on a second now because they – so they wouldn't be the Twins, obviously, because I think they went on lockdown right when they left Minneapolis, right? Yep. Um, it almost, And they began their season, I think, playing a lot of the AL teams in that first couple of weeks in the first like week and a half. So, so it's, it's going to be an NL team. Be the Cubs Cubs is probably a good one, right? I I think we would have heard of it if the Cardinals played the Cubs in a, that's a big, that would have been a big game. Pirates then. Sure. Pirates, pirates and Cardinals, Cardinals. and pirates. For how many points? For 100. 100. And tanking for a QB. What was your answer and wager? Uh, we are con- con- continuing the tank over here. Uh, we wagered 75, <laughs> had no idea, just randomly picked two central teams. We went with the uh, Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. How many points? 75. So, you guys, one was close, but no teams getting points on this one. The correct answer was the Detroit Tigers and the Cincinnati Reds. Flavor text I have on this one is, I'm assuming the Tigers lost. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Matt, this is actually for you. In 1912, the Cleveland Naps and the Boston Red Sox played uh, in a doubleheader. Game one was in five innings, and game two was six innings. Interesting. And the final question of the day. Question five, World Pup. Commodores, Tigers, and Beavers. Oh, my. Many different school nicknames have won the College World Series and the College Football National Championship. What were the last two schools with a dog-themed nickname to win the College World Series and the College Football National Championship? We're checked in. Thank you for a QB has checked in. Dean Garrett's... <laughs> Your team needs so I'm sorry, what was the name again? Um, Dean Garrett's um, pet python. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. yes. How large is that python? It's I heard they can get pretty big. Big as a baby's arm. <laughs> Holding an apple. <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right. We're, we're pretty sure that <laughs> totally up okay we're pretty sure that washington's gonna be the uh the the football one 
and and surprisingly they're not the huskers or the huskies it's a new huskies. thing I just learned today there was a college world series probably 10 15 years ago that was the bulldogs versus the bulldogs so one of the teams won one of the bulldog teams won but i don't know which one it was so rock, paper, scissors between Georgia and Fresno State. I think it was Fresno State. I no, I I don't even remember if it was Fresno State that was in it. I think I was it say, was there's a lot more Bulldogs than just two. Yeah, no, I, I think we it out. was Fresno State that was in it. Fresno State but, wins a lot. And California teams represent really well in the in the uh, they do. Series. They do. I, I don't know who they played. I mean, but it was just a bulldog team. Could have been UMD for all I know. That's the University of Minnesota Duluth for all of you out there. We hadn't had a Minnesota reference yet today, so it's been a while. About Sam Mitchell. Well, yeah. that's Sam right. Mitchell, that's right. <laughs> Our guest is a Minnesota reference. <laughs> he's not from Minnesota, but he's a Minnesota reference. Pride of the Timberwolves. All right, you just want let's go Washington and Fresno State. Love it for thirty points. And tanking for a QB, your answer and wager, please. For the record, I got the baseball. Quickly, even though I quoted earlier myself by saying I do not do baseball, I got the, I think it was Fresno State that won the World Series. And uh, I spoke to fellow bench warmer a few weeks ago, because I, uh, Marcus, because I noticed that the Washington Huskies had the word dogs on their helmets. And I did not understand why they had the word dogs on their helmets. He had to tell me that a Husky was a dog and not a wolf. So I went with the Washington Huskies. And for how many points? 75. It's zero or it's point. Let's see. A Husky is a dog, stupid head. <laughs> I learned something. I learned something. Not a wolf. <laughs> so for the first time in a while, both teams getting points. Oh, the correct hey. answer. Wow. In 2008, the Fresno State Bulldogs won the College World Series. And in 1991, Ranked number one in the coaches poll was the Washington Huskies. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. With a respectable 150, we have Tanky for QB. <laughs> for the record, we are tanking for a QB. I just want to throw that out there. And our clipboard captain of the game, who will be receiving the very um, highly regarded Blaine Gabbard Award. Dean Garrett's pet python. Congratulations, guys! Um, let's 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 wrap this up. So I don't have to say pet python anymore. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on, uh, Sam. I um, hope you had fun. Um, anything you'd like to say before before we call it a night? Uh, no. Uh, well, actually, the next time you see the Jaguars, just uh, send us up a little good luck, a prayer, whatever you do. We need it. We need it badly. Scott, anything you'd like to say? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, just want to thank uh, Sam for enduring this uh, not so great game with me. Um, you know, we did our very, very best Jacksonville Jaguars impression, and I, I feel like we nailed it, I, yeah. I, I must say. Uh, also, though, that last question was all you. Thank you for keeping me from another zero. That's always appreciated. Um, now, it's a lot of fun having you on. Definitely happy to have you back anytime. Maybe games that don't have as many references uh, next time. But uh, Eric, it was a it was a game. It was it was that an it interesting was, game. That it was. Um, it was fun. I'll say that. It's like you know when like you like a girl when you're young and your mom's like, "Well, tell me about her." You're like, "Well, she's nice." 
know, like this game was fun. <laughs> I'll just Jeez. leave it at that. Matt and Dan. Oh, well, I want to say to go downstairs and get some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, thanks, I'm Sam, for, for coming now. on. Um, you know, I I'm kind of the uh, the the parent in the group, trying to make sure that everyone's all nice and happy together, and all this kind of stuff. So I haven't had any beef with anybody. So let's go ahead and start that. Your game sucked, Eric. <laughs> You know what? This is this is what I get for filling in for somebody who's moving to Omaha. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you. Feel <laughs> hey, Eric, thanks for filling in for me. I really appreciate you writing a game. Your game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. It was awesome, buddy. I really I'd like did. to say I enjoyed. And I know the my game. partner didn't appreciate it, but I thought that first I thought the tailgate was pretty fun. I like that category. We've made such a huge deal about Dan's mind palace. And then you put me in a position where I can't even go in the mind palace. The maid was cleaning. All right. Give her a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give them a minute. We don't know the gender. It could have been a guy. Also, there could be more than one. You know, It's me. Say. I keep it spick and span. <laughs> Who was that? Bevan? Who's that guy? Bevan, he made a mess yeah. when he was there. We're using it as B&B. Oh, it took me a while to clean it up after Bevan <laughs> left, but it's clean now. <laughs> he found stuff, though, that I didn't know was in there. So, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> So let's wrap this up, gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the Bench Warmer Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Maybe. We'll put a timer on it. <laughs>